Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for November 11, 2019. If you haven't subscribed or given a five-star review just yet, please take a moment and do that. It helps other fangirls and guys find the show, and we all know that it's no fun to fangirl alone. (laughs) All right, so this is the Monday Movie Minute, and every Monday we chat about the movies that came out or what I saw last week, what's happening at the box office, uh, things like that. Sometimes it can be short and sweet, and sometimes it can be a little bit more in-depth, kind of just depending on how many movies I saw. Now, this week, it's a little bit different, um, kind of special. I just got back from Los Angeles like six hours ago, (laughs) and uh, I was there for the first Geekly Show Retreat, uh, which is hashtag the Geekly Retreat on all socials if you want to go and find out all the very cool stuff we did, the lessons we learned, uh, the shows we watched, and some of the screenings that we were able to jump in on. It was basically four days of female entertainment writers getting together to learn how to be better at their craft. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really great. And we had a lot of amazing experiences along the way. Now, my friends at the Geekly Show put on a beautiful event, and I'm super proud of them. And uh, I can't wait for the next one. They're probably going to kill me because I know it's too soon <laughs> to start talking about the next one. But I'm down for it, so just let me know when you guys are getting to planning. All right, so the movies we are talking about all came from the retreat. And some I can share pretty freely about, and then, well, actually, I guess just one. (laughs) The others are under embargo, and so I'm going to hold back. It's more just reaction to the movie, not an actual review. But all will have full reviews when we can talk more freely, and that will, of course, also be on the blog at noguiltfangirl.com. So this week, we are going to talk about playing with fire as a review, along with initial reactions to Noel on Disney+, Plus, Frozen 2 coming to theaters very soon, and Spies in Disguise. And uh, actually with Spies, that's, that's pretty much all I can say is that I've seen it <laughs> and that it releases on December 25th. There'll uh, be more of, of a reaction to that sometime after the premiere. And then I believe the embargo lifts on that one on December 16th. So we'll talk about that in more detail later on. First, we're going to talk about box office. So the weekend box office charts uh, came out. And when I was looking at this, I'll be honest, number one completely took me by surprise because I forgot it was coming out. (laughs) And that's midway. I was so engrossed with what was going on with all the geekly retreat stuff going on and happening that I wasn't even paying attention to what movies were coming out this weekend. But midway came out, and which makes complete and total sense because it's Veterans Day weekend. Um, So... Thank you for your service. Thank you for the time that you have spent in the service of our country. We do so greatly appreciate it. All right, so number two on the list is Dr. Sleep. And I would love to hear what the King fans think of this one. Hit me up, No Guilt Life, on all socials. Or you can find me over on uh, the blog, again, uh, noguiltfangirl.com. Because I would love to hear your thoughts 
as big Stephen King lovers out there and what you thought about uh, Dr. Sleep. I do have a review on that myself and I also covered it on Monday Movie Minute so you can scroll back if you want to hear what I have to say about that one. Playing With Fire came in at number three. We're going to talk about this one today. Last Christmas came out at number four. Number five is Terminator Dark Fate. Number six is Joker. Number seven is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, Number eight is Harriet. Number nine is Zombieland Double Tap. And number 10 is The Addams Family. And if you want some of those, I did review uh, Mistress of Evil and Zombieland and Addams Family as well on previous episodes. Let's let's get the reactions out of the way. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, um... We were actually we were actually one of the very first audiences to see Spies in Disguise. And when I say very first, I mean the directors and the production designer, they came in and we had a Q&A with them after the screening and they admitted that they were still tweaking the movie the night before. <laughs> so we really were some of the first people to see this. Um, the story or the, the basic plot that has come out so far, um, I'm not going to get in trouble by sharing this because it's, it's out, is uh, when the world's best spy is turned into a pigeon, he must rely on his nerdy tech officer to save the world. Uh, this is animated by 20th Century Fox. Well, Blue Sky Studios is the, the animation, but put out by, by Fox. Nick Bruno and Troy Quayne and Michael Knapp, those were the folks that sat down with us and had some discussions. And I'm going to have that Q&A for you on the blog here, hopefully, hopefully soon. I got to get my, my feet back underneath me from the traveling. But guys, they were hilarious. And they were really into this movie and you, you, the passion for it showed one of the one of the most fun interviews i've had in a really long time in part because they also fangirled <laughs> they fangirled they fanboyed they fanboyed will smith and afterwards i was like guys like i think you're my people because that's exactly those are the words that come out of my mouth and they were like right it's will smith right and i was like yes exactly so you know i i, I thought they were a lot of fun I did also want to tell you one thing about this movie that they, the, the two directors, Nick Bruno and Troy Quain, um, have this hilarious cameo. You know, when you're, when you're doing your own movie, I suppose you can get away with that, right? They have this great cameo in the movie and uh, it's, it starts in the beginning and then there's a follow-up where they show up again at the end and it's pretty good. So if you're, if you're curious for that kind of thing, for those kinds of Easter eggs, go ahead and look their pictures up online and you'll be able to pick them out because they were, we picked them out like immediately. <laughs> So that's it. I'm not going to say anything say anything more about that because I don't want to get into trouble. And I can't really even react to the movie. I can just talk a little bit about what that Q&A session was about. And that was more their process and how they determined like the shapes and the lines and the colors uh, that, that created this movie. And all of that had a very powerful impact on the overall movie. That's that that's gonna be a whole discussion for another day. It's gonna it's gonna come out on the blog, noguiltfangirl.com. I think I've said my blog name like six times already today. Guys, I'm really tired. <laughs> All right, another one that we were treated to, uh, if you listen to my other podcast, which is now streaming Disney Plus, then you know that we were all given a bunch of screeners uh, last week, week before, I guess, from Disney Plus. And so we were treated to a bunch of them. The one that was not on the list that I was dying to see was Noel. Well, this retreat happened to come through with that and they let us uh, watch Noel. And then we actually followed that up with a Q&A with Suzanne Todd, who's the producer of Noel. And this one's coming out on Disney Plus on the first day. It's the Christmas movie, obviously, Noel, Christmas. And I hear that 
Disney Plus is going to officially be like ready for business, 9 a.m. Easter time. But I've also seen some rumors and some talk about maybe midnight Eastern time on the 12th. I don't know. I will probably be up checking my apps, you know, seeing if I can download it, seeing if I can get into it at midnight. <laughs> but if not, you know, I can wait till the morning. I can put myself to bed after that if it doesn't work out. But that's that's all we know from as far as that's concerned. Now with Noel, oh my garland. <laughs> uh, I almost split my yogurt pants over this one laughing. And that will make sense once you see the movie. Uh, Anna Kendrick is just perfectly cast in this Christmas movie. And as Suzanne Todd did tell us, uh, it has heart, but it also has something to say. And that, I think, was the surprise for me. I, I laughed. I cried. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. I cried. I cried. I laughed again. I cried some more. I, you know, there was a lot of heart to this one, and, and it, there is a message there, and it's and it's pretty great. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, it also has a ton of hidden Mickey's in it uh, that I picked out a couple like right off the front, but I, I didn't follow through paying attention to them. So I want to throw that out there that when you're watching this movie, look for those hidden Mickey's because Suzanne says. She's very proud of it, and there's a whole lot of them. And so if that is your thing, that's what you need to do when uh, you're watching this one. The next one we saw was Frozen 2. We actually got to go to the red carpet premiere at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood of Frozen 2. And basically, this is the sisters, along with Sven and Olaf and Kristoff, of course. They set out on a journey together outside of Arendelle um, to see basically what's outside of Arendelle and 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 there's a whole story there that I'm not going to talk about but that review is coming out ah I think that one comes out in just a couple of days so you shouldn't have to wait too long to hear a little bit more about that if you're interested my initial reaction for this one is just how stunning and gorgeous this movie is from start to finish the the music the acting the colors the things they did as animators just blew me away some of the things I know we wanted in the first movie are I don't know corrected I guess in the second like for example Jonathan Groff has more to his character and he has his own song and it's epic y'all it is epic and I I can't even I'm gonna stop it right now because while the song is great what they did with it in the movie is probably my favorite thing that I have seen this year loved it loved it so Frozen 2 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, This is like a Thanksgiving movie and it's a little bit darker, a little bit deeper than the first movie, but it still has all the heart and the love of a family that that made that one special. And of course, it has the killer music by the Lopez's. Um, They're the same songwriters that came up with Let It Go. We've got another wonderful Idina song in this. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's Frozen 2, guys. More to come on that one in the future. All right, so I'm gonna give you a quick review of Playing With Fire. As a part of this retreat, we also went to the Paramount Studios lot and we got a lot tour, which as a uh, movie fangirl, I adore and I love whenever you get to see a little bit of, you know, peek behind them. The magic of movie making, very cool stuff. So thank you, Paramount, for letting us on your lot to check things out like that. Then we had a chance to, to see Playing With Fire, and it's actually out in theaters now. This one is... <laughs> 
Guys, this is absolutely ridiculous. This movie is absolutely ridiculous. And the key here, I think why it kind of works, is that it knows it's ridiculous. It kind of leans into it a little bit. And it's not taking itself too seriously, you know, like at all. Uh, John Cena plays it super straight. Keegan-Michael Key and John Leguizamo are the comedic uh, foils, I guess, you know, to him. And their chemistry is honestly what sells this film for me as an adult. Um, the story itself is is nothing new. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all was a surprise in this movie. Uh, if you've seen these kinds of films before, you know exactly how they're set up how the drama plays out, um, how hearts are turned. And of course, because uh, John Cena is a smoke jumper, there's a super dramatic rescue or two thrown in there that makes a conclusion happen in just the way you would expect it to. So absolutely no surprises in this movie. It doesn't totally click. Like the slapstick humor isn't quite slick enough to work all the time for me but I did laugh and there were points where I laughed hard mostly at Key who upstages John Cena in like every way and in every scene and your kids I mean you'll laugh you'll laugh at those scenes but this whole movie will make your your kids just they'll laugh like they'll laugh their heads off they're gonna laugh like crazy but again you know from an a point uh, from an adult point of view there's there's nothing surprising in this except I would say though there's one scene that I that I take issue with that that did surprise me and it's it, the surprise wasn't that there's a poop scene or that there's potty humor in this kind of a film that is absolutely not a shocker I think it's required <laughs> for these kinds of movies the surprise was that it lasted as long as it did and it's pretty graphic and it just goes on and on and on and it just didn't work it didn't work on any level it's just gross it's not funny gross it it's omg look away gross now again we were a room of adults i am sure if you were sitting in a room with children they're howling their heads off but keep that in mind if your family doesn't do potty humor or you take great exception to that or you just don't see the point of it, there is a, a fairly, you know, lengthy-ish scene, just longer than it need to be, Like I guess I can put it that way, uh, that has a lot of poop in it and uh, ew. <laughs> okay, so can you take your kids? Yeah, as always with my parent movie reviews, can you, is this something you can take your kids to? And I'm going to say maybe. It's set up, it's a PG movie. It's set up for families. It's meant to be a movie that you can take the whole crew to. Um, kids, like I said, are going to think this is the most hilarious thing ever. You may not, but kids will love it. But there's just so much so much ridiculousness going on here that I can't say that it's like a, a good movie. I can't go that far. However, I, I didn't hear any language to be worried about. It's clean on that level, so that's good. Um, also, no sex, so you know, no no content um, that you really need to be worried about. I would think you know when it comes down to those kinds of things, there are some perilous situations that involve children. So if you do have a child that is super sensitive to that sort of thing, keep that in mind. They are, Children are put in danger, okay? They're all fine, but they are put in danger. That's kind of actually the whole movie, the whole shtick is based on. And some of it, it's in that way to get laughs out of it. You know, these kids are doing things that they don't realize are dangerous, but of course they're dangerous. And, you know, as a parent, I'm horrified going, oh my gosh, baby-proof that place. What are you letting these kids run around like that? But that's... That's, again, the point of the movie, right? Uh, that's how they're getting their laughs. Will it give kids ideas? 
I mean, I guess there are some kids that could, you know, take these ideas and think they're good. But honestly, it's so ridiculous that I think even it's so ridiculous, even kids will see the ridiculousness to this. So that doesn't worry me from that point point of view like I I would let my I have an eight-year-old and I would let her see this and I wouldn't have any reservations or think that she is going to take any of this as an idea or something that she should do it's very clear there's consequences in the things that these children are doing so you know not something that's high on my concern list um for, for, for her watching this movie. But if you do have kids that are sensitive to things um, or, or worry over, uh, you know, excessive worry over things like losing a parent, death of a parent is discussed and that is part of the key central plot point here. And that could absolutely for certain children be triggering or be upsetting to them. Uh, or, you know, these guys are smoke jumpers, which is a form of a firefighter. So even fires if they've, you know, experienced a fire in their home before and have sensitivity to that, which who wouldn't? This may not be a movie that you you want to to take them to because again, there are dangerous situations, including fires, that kids are exposed to. Uh, so keep that in mind. However, if you're looking for just absolute ridiculous, you know, and you can take it in as a popcorn flick, as just I want to just zone out and not think for an hour and a half and let my kids have some fun I think this movie might be right up your alley (laughs) it is rated PG and it's about 96 minutes long I think so it's also not too long so even um, people with shorter attention spans children with shorter attention spans can probably hang tight for this one and uh, and be okay All right, that is the Monday Movie Minute this week. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, throw up those five-star reviews, and like I said, you know, share this with friends. The more fangirls we have listening, the more fangirling can happen around here. And guys, of course you're invited. Always, 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 always. Uh, Thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Hope you'll be back to fangirl with us again real soon.